Hello and welcome back once again guys to Popcornet. I am James Baker, the host of Popcornet. And on this episode, me and Chris are going to review Ant-Man and the Wasp. Just a heads up guys, this will be a spoiler filled review. Um, we're going to touch base on some pros, some cons, um, what we thought about the movie, uh, so on and so forth. So uh, sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy the pod. Um, first and foremost, I would like to welcome Chris Daly back to the show. What is up, man? My man, JB, how you doing? Pretty good. It's been a while, man. It has been a while. I've been missing you. I've been missing talking about all these amazing films out there. Yeah, man. There's so much going on in 2018. And uh, I kind of fell off because I took like a vacation. And I'm still, you know, still trying to get into the routine of things. And I took a few days mm -hmm. off from work and that. But I'm still trying to make this show happen. So I've been doing some of my like other side stuff with the show and everything. But it's always a pleasure to sit back and talk to you because I feel like of all my friends I've met online doing reviews, you're the guy that I always go to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. Thank you. Appreciate I'm always like, that. hey, Chris, you seen this yet? You're like, yeah, man. <laughs> or you, he, he'll tell me to check something out. I still have to check out uh, Upgrade. and. Uh, oh, yeah. What was the other one? I forget. You told I'm trying me? to remember. Yeah. yeah oh, I know Tag. Upgrade was... Tag, tag yeah. yeah. Tag. Yeah. Definitely I'm, uh, check those out. They're worth for, it. For sure. So if you like uh, any of those movies, uh, I guess you can hit me up on my Twitter handle. Um, popcorn net and let me know which movies you want to hear a review on but uh anyway let's just hop into the movie uh chris um how'd you feel about ant-man and the wasp well i tell you what um I i'm a bit biased because i would i would go to a film of paul rudd reading a dictionary <laughs> because they, the dude is funny it doesn't matter what he does i i love paul rudd and uh uh, I don't know, but but uh, yeah, I had mixed feelings. What, what what was your take on it? Um, just like you said, I feel like the highlight of this movie was Paul Rudd, but I feel like we didn't get as much Paul Rudd in this one yep. as the first one because this was kind of a, a introduction to the Wasp. Uh, hope, but uh, I mean, it was okay. Um, I will say I had a lot of fun watching this. This is probably one of the most funniest Marvel movies that I've seen. Um, I kind of laughed at almost all the jokes, especially uh, Michael Pena's character. Every time he oh, did like an explanation he was, of something, he was amazing. Yeah, that guy is <laughs> hilarious, man. And that's one of my favorite parts about watching the movie. I actually um, rewatched the first one before I saw this one. Something I need to start doing so it could be more fresh in my head, so I could compare them. Yeah. But uh, he was funny in the first one. Like he did like the same thing we liked. Yeah. Uh, he his character was pretty consistent. Um. Like I said, Paul Rudd, uh, he was so screen dominant in the first one because it was the introduction to Ant-Man um, that it was kind of weird to not see him on the screen as much. He was kind of a side character in this one. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, overall, it was pretty funny. Um, some some of the likes that I did like about it was um, we got to see a lot more gadgets because now we're kind of used to the whole uh, mm -hmm. shrinking stuff and making them extra large and stuff like that. Um, I thought it was cool how... Uh, they had the ants working in the lab. <laughs> I thought that was kind of yeah. cool, like building the tunnels and everything. Um, and I liked the uh, all of the scale shots, um, you know, when yeah. they shrink and then you see how tall it is. And, you know, they had like the building on the go, like a suitcase. I thought that was kind of cool. 
But uh, the only thing that sucked about a lot of the scale shots was most of them was in the trailer. So I was kind of mm-hmm. bummed about that because I already saw everything. And uh, But uh, I felt like overall it was fun. Um, but uh, I'll stick with the pros right now. How about you, man? What other pros you had before we get into the, the cons? Well, I'm with I'm with you. Michael Pena just knocked it out of the park because especially when you get into the whole truth serum stuff, Oh, I was laughing so <laughs> loud. My my toes were laughing. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> uh, and 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 uh, I tell you, Michelle Pfeiffer was a pleasant surprise. Uh, other than the fact that I, I thought there was, I I was blown away by the perfect makeup in this quantum realm. <laughs> I was like, she should be a little a little messed up looking, but I get it. You know, she looked great. And Walton Goggins, I love him as a bad guy. I've I've loved him in everything I've seen him in, and I thought he did a great job. I thought uh, as so usual. too. I thought so too. Um, a lot of reviews uh, that I've read and a lot of YouTubers um really didn't like his character. But I feel like once you see him, he's the only thing that I don't like about him is his characters are kind of the same no matter what. It's kind of a yeah, copy that's and true. paste. So I felt like the last movie I seen him in was the Tomb Raider movie that came out earlier this yeah. year. And then uh, he was in Maze Runner as well, and I feel like all those characters could stand right beside each other and fit in <laughs> wherever they go. But uh, a lot of people were complaining about that character. Uh, I see the complaints, but it wasn't a, a buzzkill for me. I mean, I didn't mind mm-hmm. it. I knew why he was there, and uh, I mean, I wasn't expecting too much from him. Um, yeah, and I, and I think with him, you know, I've liked him since The Shield, and he was kind of the same character there. I just like him as a character. So so he can keep doing that in any film he wants, and I'll like him. Yeah, and like in Hollywood and everything else, I mean, you always have that character that's always going to play the same character. I mean, yeah. Dwayne Johnson is the same character in every movie. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, he plays Pretty the same much. role in just about everything. So, I mean, who cares, man? Um, exactly. But uh, I remember you mentioned uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. How how you feel about her in the MCU? Well, I like her. I just like seeing her back. Yeah, uh, me too. You know, you know, I I like when they when they don't give all the roles to eighteen year olds. <laughs> you know, it yeah. just it's more realistic that way. And there was a trend there for a while where if there was a woman and she was over forty, she there was no chance of her being seen again mm-hmm. unless it was about some lady in an old folks home, and then she'd play an eighty year old when she's forty. <laughs> so. Uh, I do like that a lot. Uh, slight negative on Michael Douglas, though. I didn't like his comedy at all. I don't. I don't think he's that funny. He they they dry. wrote him. Yeah, they wrote him some really good lines, but I just didn't feel it. I thought, yeah, they're trying too hard to be that surprise Thor Ragnarok kind of uh, comedy, and now I think they're trying to put too much in, you know, to keep up with. Thor, Guardians, and all those that are just getting uh, over the top with funny. Yeah, I see what you mean about his character. I feel like a lot of his jokes were more like directed towards him being a dad. He's always like, can mm-hmm. you guys not do that? Or can right. you not look at my daughter? It was more like parent you know, jokes. So yeah. I, I see what you mean about that. Um, but I feel the same way about his character. Um, one of the things that I did like about his character was his mysterious backstory and we really didn't yeah. get a lot of that it was kind of like when he met Lawrence Fishburne's character um Billy Foster and he yeah. was like uh I, I quit because you can't tell him anything and then he was like you got your <laughs> wife killed and then he got uh the, the villain's uh 
dad fired and you know so on and so forth so that was kind of interesting to see like he had this like dark yeah. past so that was one of the pros about that um yeah I, I really enjoy when they don't give you all the details of everything and over explain it when they just leave stuff hanging like that so uh, me too i love that they hinted at his backstory but didn't go you know lay it all out for you mm-hmm. um so how'd you feel about the uh, the villain ghost well um i kind of i liked the visuals of it uh quite a bit and and of course uh, she did a really good job uh as, as an actress she you know she sold the role um i think personally we need more superhero films where superheroes punch each other out and do super things and and less about technology and less about you know things like that that's that's just me personally mm-hmm. i see what you mean um i feel like when i f- first saw this villain uh the same thing you said like the visuals are really cool and uh i thought that was like her power but uh, apparently yeah. not <laughs> you know what i mean so no. like she's like phasing through everything i'm like okay so she's not a super villain and like I guess the government or or Shield or whoever uh, was using her to do like you know right. side projects like assassination stuff. I thought that was really cool, but I mean I feel like am I supposed to hate this villain? Am I supposed to like this villain? And I feel like just like uh, everyone else is saying like um, we thought Marvel had uh, their villain problem figured out. I mean uh, figured out because we had Killmonger this year, and then mm-hmm. we finally got Thanos. So we thought they were kind of like on a roll, but this is kind of like a problem that they've always had is like a weak villain. Yep. So I feel like this shed light on that again. And I don't know if this is really the director's fault or if this is like they're trying to stick too close to the comic book strips. But I well, feel that, like... that's the... Go ahead. No, I just want to say, like, if it comes down to it, you could just make up a villain. I mean, yeah. <laughs> people will probably be pissed, but just plug something in, you know? It's just like writing a comic book. I mean, you don't really... Yeah. I mean, people recycle villains all the time, but at the same time, you can always come up with a new villain. And uh, Yeah, if I've, if I've noticed something in the comic universe, I used to uh, I used to be big in the comic book collectibles and all that stuff, you know, back in the 80s. And, and what I've discovered about the MCU versus uh, the DC universe is DC universe went crazy with with uh superman and they gave him all these powers and he kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger until he got boring uh because he could defeat everything Mm -hmm. so so how marvel countered that was they gave all their heroes flaws you know they were a, a teenager who's dealing with you know what's going on at school and mutants who have all kinds of different side issues so so they made sure not to make their their uh, heroes too strong, but then they also did, like you mentioned, they didn't make their their villains too strong either. So I still think, you know, again, Thanos, pretty darn strong. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's the a strongest. great one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but you know, a lot of the other ones, like you say, are just not very. You, you're not really scared. You're more interested. Well, what's going to happen next? <laughs> Yeah, and uh, another thing I noticed that a lot of other people are pointing out is, like, these Ant movies or Ant-Man movies are, like, small compared to everything else that's coming out. 
and they follow uh, they always follow after a big Marvel movie like I guess the first Ant-Man came out right after yeah. Avengers uh Ultron and uh this one came out right after uh um Infinity, Infinity War. War. So I feel like that's kind of like why this got a low score because we I mean I feel like some people are still high off that um mm-hmm. but maybe some people wanted to come down off of that cuz cuz the last one was so dark so this one is kind of like lighthearted comedy and make you laugh. And right. you could take your kids without having to worry about them crying. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I feel like the scores are pretty accurate. Because um, this wasn't one of the best Marvel movies um, of the franchise. But I did feel like this is one of the funniest ones for sure. So yeah. I feel like that saved it for me. Um, I guess we could get into some of the cons now. We stated a lot. Well, let, let me ask you this. What's your take on Evangeline Lilly? Uh... I kind of, let me see, let me think about this real quick. I feel like her character was more interesting in the first one because she was kind of like this person being held back, you know, can't do what she wanted to do and, you know, wanting to get out there but her father's not letting her. And on this one, I feel like the costume was really sick. I like the Wasp costume a lot more than the Ant-Man's. Yeah. But... I don't, I mean, it really didn't hit home for me. I didn't really feel like, I mean, she, I feel like she is the wasp, but I feel like maybe in the third one we'll see more of like a, I don't know. I, I, I feel, I'm not, I didn't really hate her character, but I, I, I went to go see Ant-Man and the wasp to see more uh, Paul Rudd. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like she yeah. had too much screen time. I feel like she should have been a side character. I feel like we saw too much of her. Well, I, I'm kind of with you on that. I, you know, I love Evangeline Lilly. I've loved her since Lost. And uh, I like her getting screen time, but it didn't fit for me in this film. Just like you said, you know, it was more like, you know, female power. Yeah. And, and you know, it, more about the Wasp and Ant-Man than Ant-Man and the Wasp. Right, and I don't have a problem with that, but it's been a trend for the whole year, so I wasn't really oh, sure. surprised yeah. by it, but I feel like um, the main character that we came to watch was Ant-Man. It's like going to see a Batman and, and Robin movie, and then Robin has more screen time than you know, right. Batman. You know, it's, It could still be a good movie, but at the same time, you want to go see the main character kick ass, you know what I mean? So, I mean, Yeah, was, I, would, I, would, I would like to see the, the Ant-Man character be more heroic and less the butt of all the jokes and the, you know, the bumbling idiot that just happens to have a good attitude. <laughs> yeah. Um, how'd you feel about the, uh, the mystery mystery behind the, the quantum realm? Do you feel like we should have saw more of it or do you feel like we saw enough? I think, I think that was enough. It's one of those things that I don't know. I don't know how to visually portray it. You know, because on screen it was like, yeah, okay, this is the quantum realm, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, you know, you don't have a concept of it, so there's nothing to compare it to. So I thought it was enough, and I thought if you spent much more time in the quantum realm, then it would just get either over your head or it would get boring because you can't relate to it. Yeah, I feel like the visuals are really cool. Like, um, one of my favorite parts from the Quantum Realm was when the uh, little, I don't even know what it was, was uh, about to eat uh, Michael Douglas's character, Hank. Uh, 
that yeah. was pretty cool. And then he like shrunk even smaller. I'm like, oh, okay. But uh, the <laughs> biggest complaint about the Quantum Realm that I've been seeing is that we never really found out what happened to uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character. Like, she was just there, you know, waiting decades. Like, they right. didn't show, like, how she was eating, how time works down there. Like you said, she had perfect makeup on. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, and I, I leaned over to my wife and said, uh, I said, she's been there 30 years. Her clothes look great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, she had, like, this, uh, you know, like, desert punk gear on you know i don't know if she came yeah. down there with that on so i don't know where she got that outfit from <laughs> it's like so, is there, are, are there the stores or are there malls yeah. down there somewhere so i feel like that was the biggest flaw of the movie and then she came out and then like she had all these powers we don't even know how she got these powers she fixed ghosts yeah. and like the thing that got me was i mean we knew it was coming we knew it was coming the end credits when they got dusted <laughs> well i'll tell you what I, I knew the end credits were coming. I did not think, think about, I was not even, my mind was not even tied to Infinity War. Mm -hmm. And when it happened, I literally said, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't cuss at all. Uh -huh. But that just freaked me out. I've got, oh, because I had totally forgotten about Infinity War. That's something else I wanted to ask you. Um, did you feel like watching this movie, uh, after Civil War, I mean, uh, Infinity War, sorry, um, mm -hmm. kind of messed up your viewing pleasure because it's out of chrono chronological order. Like, this happened before Infinity War. So did that kind of affect it? Or like you say, you didn't even really realize it? No, I, it, I didn't play in at all because uh, okay. I, I view this one probably out of all the MCU films as the one that seems to be in its own universe, even though... You know, he, the little uh, comment where, you know, yeah, he went and fought in an airport and, and with Captain America or whoever he yeah. said. Uh, I don't even relate this to the rest of that universe, really. Yeah, I feel like you know, that was kind of... Because it's so different. Yeah, I feel like you're like right on with that. It's like its own thing. But when they started explaining like the uh, the events that happened... Yeah. I'm like sitting, uh, even though I just watched Ant Man, I'm sitting there trying to think about like Infinity War. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, this is, they're talking about Civil War. And you know, like that kind of like messed me up for a second, but then I was like yeah. back on track. But I don't really understand why they had this movie out of place. I, like, I don't really get why it is where it is, if that makes any sense. But, well, uh, you know, with, with the ending, if you tie the ending in, you can't have it before. You yeah. know, because you you can't have them dusting before people know what the heck that means. I mean, I guess they could, <laughs> but yeah. uh, I I thought it had a lot of impact as as far as final trailers go. You know, post credit scenes that that one probably affected me more than any of them I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Only thing I could think of is that like um, I know the uh, Captain Marvel movie is coming out. Maybe. Mm -hmm. The quantum realm will have some some kind of play in the Captain Marvel movie. You know what I mean? And then, or maybe the quantum realm will have some kind of play within like saving everybody's lives and in Infinity War. Yeah. So that's the only reason I could think of to have that end credits with that kind of ending because you can't really do Wasp Man three. He's stuck in the quantum realm and then you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like that'd be kind of lame. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, we're not going to see him until Infinity Wars issue is solved. Yeah, like if that's what's going on, <laughs> that's kind of lame. I kind of <laughs> wanted all the characters to get some kind of screen time in this battle, and uh, mm-hmm. we still didn't find out what happened to Hawkeye. <laughs> that's true. I thought we'd see like a cameo or something, like oh, he was there, but guess not. But uh, yeah, you have any other thoughts about the film? Um. Like I said, I, I enjoyed seeing it. Um, I, I enjoyed the comedy, and and Michael Pena was the surprise. Even though, like you said, he was funny in the first one, and he's been funny in, in a lot of movies I've seen him in, but not as funny as he was here. This has got to be top of his real list when he's showing somebody, hey, I can do comedy. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, uh, I read that. He wasn't able to improv that much on this one, and he still killed it. You know what I yeah. mean? So, uh, congrats to him, man. Um, I forgot to mention two other scenes that I really liked a lot before we close this pot mm-hmm. out. Um, I thought the school scene was pretty funny. Like when he shrunk and he was like a kid <laughs> walking. I don't know. I, I didn't like the. I, I thought it was over. Uh, he he didn't look. I wouldn't have thought he was a kid. Yeah, I would have thought he's a miniature man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was it was odd for me. Uh, but the funniest, well, not the funniest part, but one of the other funniest parts is when uh, Janet took over his body, and he was like <laughs> yeah. talking as Michelle Pfeiffer's character. <laughs> that was pretty funny. He's like uh, holding hands and all that stuff. Right. So I feel like he nailed that too. But Paul Rudd's off. Yeah. Oh, he is. He is. He definitely. Uh, he he nails it always. Yeah. But uh, we'll close the pod out there, man. Um, you want to tell the listeners anything you've been up to with your pod or page? Well, I tell you, I've been doing, um, spending a lot of time working on the, the high school football board game I told you about last time. It it went on Kickstarter. It got fully funded. Uh, and now we're actually putting them all together. The printer has sent everything we need. And I have stacks and stacks and stacks of board games all over my place <laughs> as, I'm, as I'm getting ready to send them out. It, it, it's it's a super fun game where you play Texas high or not just Texas high school football teams historically from around the country that were great. You can play against each other, um, and if you want to check out anything about it, pick up a copy. You can go to FridayNightLegends.com. Sweet. Congratulations with that, man. That's big. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It's a lot of fun. Awesome, man. Um, One little update I want to give you, the listeners is that uh, I'm officially on Spotify. That was one of the longest processes that I've ever been through. Uh, I don't really know how long it took, but I just... I was at one point checking every day, checking every day, and it went to checking once a week, and then it went to, well, if it happens, it happens, and yesterday it finally happened, so... All you guys out there that are Spotify users, uh, I'm more available now. You don't have to go to iTunes because I know it's it's kind of difficult um, to find a pod that's um, that's not or that is on iTunes because that's usually where I push all my audiences to my iTunes. Um, so I'm kind of glad I have that other outlet now, which is Spotify, and then other than Spreaker too. So if you guys want to go check that out on Spotify, just go ahead and uh, hit that follow button on there. And uh, thanks for tuning into the pod, guys. Um, uh, hopefully, you hear from me next week. Take care.